Welcome back to the Jake and Bauer Show. Our second and final guest of the afternoon is the executive producer, was the executive producer of the very highly successful television show, Shit's Creek. He's also been a part of Sports on Fire and now is the executive producer of the show soon to be released on the CW Canadian hit called Son of a Critch. Of all the terrible days of my lonely childhood, the first day of junior high was the worst. I'm taking your Walkman, dick. Here you go, sis! Oh. <laughs> Were you bullied? How'd you ever guess? I had a bully when I was about your age. And then one day, just stopped. What happened? He died of the Spanish flu. It was a different time. It's a coming-of-age comedy set in the 80s in Newfoundland, Canada. Please welcome Canadian Andrew Barnsley. Hello. Andrew, is that you? This is me, yeah, from Toronto, Canada. There we go. We are just down the road from you, a piece in Minnesota. Wonderful. Thanks, you guys. So what are you doing? What am I doing? Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, living life in, in Toronto. It's, you know, it's pretty good. It's summer here, so I'm you know, trying to spend as much time outside as possible. Yeah, yeah well. This what we live for. <laughs> we have the long winters, and then when summer comes, it's just like we've got two months to just embrace it. I imagine in week one, you've already got the sunburn ready to go because you just got to carry that through the rest of the couple of months. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a badge of honor. <laughs> totally. In fact, I honestly think that the Toronto Blue Jays should just be called the Toronto Red Men and then be a sunburn all the time with just the <laughs> Canadian flag would be exactly. awesome right there. So. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I, I I wanted to I wanted to first of all, Son of a Critch looks like a fun and funny show. Uh, watching the trailer for it, I can't I can't wait to see. It. Now I guess it's been on Canada for a while. For you, what? Okay, is there a distinct difference at all between Canadian comedy and American comedy when it comes to sitcoms? That's a really good question. Um, one thing I can tell you is what as a producer, what I've found really works and, and the types of shows that I'm told to and really want to, to dedicate time and energy and resource to are a couple of things. One, that's uh, stories that, that tell something. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, we want we want to kind of make sure that we're tackling some big issues and we certainly and, and doing it in a palatable and, and comedic way. Mm -hmm. That's important. Uh, it's important also to find... I like shows and drawn to shows that are set in a very specific place and time, uh, but they tackle universal themes and they're relatable. And it seems kind of counterintuitive, but but we've discovered that with you know Ship Creek, with Son of the Critch, and a couple others that that I've been involved in, where you, you actually are able to pull the universal out of specific, and and to, I'm attracted to those. And then I like comedy to really come from character and story mm -hmm. rather than coming from jokes yeah and and that's sort of a, an odd thing to say about comedy like there was a a period where uh you know comedies were measured by how many jokes per page and kind of the rhythm of the laugh right the last talk and that sort of thing and and i think as canadians kind of what we've discovered is that's not where our strength is they really the strength is like let's embrace the characters let's embrace an ensemble and have and just and then put them together and see how 
how the comedy comes out of, uh, you know, that alchemy. And that's really what I, I feel we've become good at. Yeah. And whether or not that separates us from the U.S. or not, I'm, I'm not totally sure, but that's really become our sensibility. It's, it's heartfelt. It's about family. It's about community and it's tackling um, um, bigger, bigger issues and bigger things in a very specific and very smaller way. And, and I think you bring up a great point because I feel like for me, when I'm watching the, the sort of the differences, at least like I have, I have a 16 year old daughter and a nine year old daughter. My nine year old daughter watches some horrific television um, that largely has laugh tracks thrown in. So it almost feels as though when, you know, in, in the length of a 22 minute episode, they do have a sort of, you know, the stand up comedy rule was always you had to have X amount of jokes per minute or in this case per page. It feels like they really follow that suit just in order to throw in the horrible laugh tracks that go over the top of it and I feel like when you're looking at something like Son of a Critch you're really actually invested in the character want to know a little bit more about it and that's where some of the funny punchlines will come from exactly and the more you're invested in the character the more you're kind of rooting for them or you understand them and you understand their quirks and you're invested in their quirks and that's that's kind of what's great about it and, and the, you know the challenge with a laugh track is the laugh track is telling you when to laugh, yes. right? That's the job of the laugh track. And and if you pull the laugh track out and you take a different approach to comedy, and you, it's really it's more respectful in the sense that you're letting the audience decide when it's time to laugh and when it's important to them. And not everybody will laugh at the same moments, right? So, so that's sort of part of the philosophy around it. Uh, and, you know, I've been lucky enough to be a part of a, a few shows where that's that's been the clue and it seems to work for us and that's that's really you know I, I spent a lot of time thinking about comedy how it works um who you're who you're servicing as an audience yeah. how to be respectful to the audience and also the responsibility that goes along with comedy and because people watch it they think differently comedy is a, it can be a device to like i said to really open up conversations and to get people thinking about things differently. If you look at, and I've been lucky enough to work with the, look at how many troop kids in the hall. Mm-hmm. If you go back to, you know, and even FCTV, there was, there's, and well, shit's creepy, kind of, there's, there's often activism built into, into comedy. Yeah. Where it's, it's, we have something to say, this is how we're going to say it. And we want you to think differently about things. And that's, to me, that's the power of comedy. Now, one of the other questions that I have here, and and this is one you know specifically designed at the people who were writing. I'm obviously you you were a, a big part of the very successful Shit's Creek, and that was Gene and Dan Levy that had written that. And you're looking at this one now. What what drew you to to Son of a Critch? What made you sign and jump on board here? Is it when, when you're talking about the you know the cast? Is it about the writing? The 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 mark actually kind of being a part of not just the true history here, but also playing a role in the television show. Like, what drew you to this project? It's a great question, and I can kind of answer from two different angles. The first is from a pure producing point of view and an audience you know point of view. Um, I just all the all the elements were there. So so Mark Critch is is. You know, he's a household name in Canada. He's one of the top comedy voices in Canada. He's been a part of, um, he's been the star of Canada's number one political satire show for over 20 years. Um, he's just a brilliant uh, uh, comedic voice and comedian. And he wrote a memoir called Son of a Critch. It became a bestseller. Um, and 
there was just something very, very special about that. And made, and from a, from a producing point of view, those are things you, you look for. And then Marx is also a very close friend with a guy by the name of Tim McCullough. So mm-hmm. Tim is a Canadian writer, based out of Los Angeles. Uh, he wrote uh, The Office. He wrote um, Last Man on Earth, uh, MacGruber. And he came with this real pedigree as well. And the two of them joined sources to kind of you know, talk through, like, is there a series here? Isn't there a series here? And then, you know, once I decided that, they're, they're, you know, there was something there worth exploring, I was pulled into the conversation, thankfully, um, and we presented it to the CBC in Canada, and it just kind of made, it made a lot of sense. It checked all the right boxes, and we were able to move through sort of the development process relatively quickly. The other piece, though, is from a personal point of view. Uh, you know, Mark and I are the same age. Um, this takes place in a very specific uh, area in Canada, in Newfoundland, mm-hmm. island of the North Atlantic. Uh, it takes place in the 80s. And I just happened to, my family is from Newfoundland. My, okay. my mom is there. I have aunts and uncles there. My parents met in Newfoundland. And I, as, as a young man in the uh, uh, I spent a lot of time in Newfoundland in the in the eighties, and so on a personal level, I just connected so so deeply yeah. as well. And I just that Newfoundland has such an important place in my heart, and any way and that I could kind of bring attention to that culture and the people, um, and and you know, from a business point of view, bring jobs. It, it was just something that that became um, a real passion and a real mission of mine. And look, you had me in the '80s portion with not just the Walkman, but also the Van Halen and the commentary then. And I mean, I was I was locked yeah. in at that point as well. So that's all my life growing up, and, and I can't wait to see more. So look, the best thing anybody can do right now is it's check out. So it's like it's it, it, sorry to interrupt, but it's such a it's such a specific world and such a specific yeah story. But just like you saying that, like it. People are connecting to it right. across the country and across North America and around the world because there are those very universal things, like down to the Walkman, that it's just like, oh, I remember that, and and we've done, um, we've really tried to be as authentic as possible to it. So you know, I, sometimes I fear when I'm telling the story that you know it takes place in a remote island in Newfoundland, people are going to shy away from it, but at the right. same time. It's really connecting universally. So, yeah. Um, but I'm happy to say that you, even from the trailer, you you recognize that. Yeah, I, that, that that locked me in. I'm like, yes, I've got to check this out. I've got to watch it, and you guys should as well. Son of a yeah. Critch, it's coming to uh, CW, and you're going to start seeing it coming up here August 7th on the CW. Uh, it's been a huge success in Canada. I can't wait to see it. And listen, thank you so much for taking the time, Andrew, to talk with us about it, and again for getting us all kind of tied together as a world uh, just by talking about the television shows that you've created. Thank you, thank you so much. I appreciate. You got it. Best of luck. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. And that's it for us today on the Jacob Bauer Show. We'll catch up with you guys coming up on Monday. Be safe. Enjoy your WeFest weekend. Until next week, see ya. That's what I'm talking about. Jake and Bauer.